welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome back, Toastmasters. And as we mentioned earlier, and in fact, we've done something on this occasion we never did before. We introduced you to our guest on segment one. We always kept it as a secret. But this gentleman is refilling the screen there, so I say better put everybody out of their comfort zone and introduce Eugenio. And he's back with us now officially for this part, which is the interview segment of the talk show for talkers. And Eugenio, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the talk show for talkers. Thank you, Ted. The pleasure is all mine. And will you tell us what exactly is in this book? You've written the first book. You published it on the 20th of the 6th, 2020. So yes, what sir, is I'd be it happy about? to. Has it got some gems in there Yeah, there are some gems about Toastmasters in there. I totally believe in the organization. It's been a totally blessing and godsend to me. I've been at it for six and a half years. In my first 39 months, I did achieve distinguished toastmaster but since achieving distinguished toastmaster i changed the acronym to mean devoted to mentoring and that's what i do i mentor people and that's what my book is all about let me be so bold as to do a little self-promotion this is the book it does have lessons of my life it's a bit of an autobiography at the beginning but then it translates into the lessons that I've learned over my 40-year corporate career, my 65-year life. And I hope that you learn from those lessons. And I have them highlighted in the book after a couple sections or after each chapter. I'll put it in a little box, a text box, and it'll say lesson because there's a Russian proverb that says, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. A smart man learns from his own mistakes. And a stupid man never learns. So it's lessons, lessons about life. Yeah. And those are the best type of books because you're going to learn. You'll always learn something from those. That's why I referenced it when I said, have you got nuggets and gems in there? Because I have no doubt that it's populated with all those lovely jewels we like to talk about. Yes, sir. It's exactly what we do in Toastmasters. We tell a story, make a point, and I tell stories, and then I make a point about that story. Hopefully, it translates into some kind of lesson that will allow you to lead a blessed life, a fulfilled life, an abundant life, like I've been blessed to have. And would you say that joining Toastmasters was one of the things that you did in life? Yes, sir. Toastmasters has been incredible. I was a yoga instructor for about five years as well due to health issues. And that's part of the rareness of the Purple Squirrel. I'm a renaissance man. When I came back from the international convention from Vancouver, British Columbia, I was inspired by one of their keynote speakers who had changed the acronym to dedicated to mentoring. So I made my own. I stole it. You know, great artists steal, good artists copy. So I changed it to devoted to mentoring. And what I did is when I was a yoga instructor, I didn't teach to get more students. I taught to create more teachers. And in that process, yes, I created a student that became a teacher that now owns his own yoga studio and, and teaches here in Doral, my home city. And I did that with Toastmasters. So I had a young gal come to me and say, do you know, I'm finishing my 
master's degree. I'm about to start a new business. I need to get this distinguished Toastmaster thing behind me. Can you help me? Can we develop a, a playbook? And I said, sure. We went over it. I went over all the items. And back then it was item 1212 from the Toastmasters publications. All the requirements were there. We went over it. We came up with a game plan. Here's the power of mentoring. She did it in 29 months. So she beat my record of 39 and she's a distinguished Toastmaster. Since then, I've created 10 distinguished Toastmasters and that's my legacy well, in Toastmasters. Well done. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love the way you changed the DTM, devoted to mentoring. That's excellent. I like Thank that. You, because Thank mentoring is, is, is the most important part of Toastmasters, mentoring and good evaluations. I couldn't agree more. That's what I dedicated myself to was evaluations as well. Once I'd done my 40 plus speeches, I became a, an evaluator and I won the area the club contest, the area contest and the division contest in evaluation. So I, I feel evaluation, Ralph Smedley was brilliant when he came up with that section where you get a oral evaluation as well as a written evaluation. And that's how we improve as human beings. We need the feedback of others. For instance, man, you can go and try on a suit and get into that three-way mirror and look at yourself, but you can't see yourself. You need other people to see you. For instance, you guys can see my bald spot. I can't see it. So you can tell me if it's growing or not. I wouldn't give you an evaluation on that, no, because I know what bald spots really are. <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, a couple of them, yeah. I have a fine head of skin. My hair grows on the inside. But Eugenio, um, just to get back to the Toastmasters, so what brought you to Toastmasters initially? Here's what happened. Everything in life is just a series of serendipitous events. I was the chief administrative officer at that time after being in construction operations for like 22 years. So I was in charge and they called me CAO, Chief Administrative Officer. And I asked the president, what is CAO? He said, oh, it's an acronym. And what do I do? He said, oh, you're in charge of a bunch of other acronyms. QC, quality <laughs> control, HR, human resources, IT, information technology, and S-A-F-E-T-Y. Well, but Gino, that spells safety. No, it's some fellow asinine employees training yaks. So <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing that and I was doing training for my company on project management and to the foremans and the superintendents. And then they said, hey, can you find us a public speaking course? And I told one of the brothers, there's five brothers that own the firm. I said, look, Johnny, one public speaking class does not a public speaker make. It has to be through practice. So somebody sent me a tiny little PDF of an ad that was run in one of our local community newspapers. And it said, come join us at Toastmasters. We're having an international speech contest. And I went. It was five minutes from the office. And I just kept coming back, kept coming back. So I joined like in March. And then in June, they, they told me to be the president because I had brought in eight new members in three months. And I gladly accepted. That was one of my secrets of the success of Toastmasters was go all in. Whatever Toastmaster affords you an opportunity, just do it. Just say yes. So I said yes to everything. They asked me to be a test speaker at a contest. I was there. They asked me to be a contest master. I was there. They asked me to be president. I was, they asked me to be area director. I was there. 
So I'm always there for Toastmaster. And I took John Kennedy's quote and I flipped it a little bit. And I said, don't ask what Toastmasters can do for you. Ask what you can do for Toastmasters. And in what doing for Toastmasters, watch out for that person that you become. You will just be so enhanced in your life by this experience called Toastmasters. And I've just become a professional recruiter of Toastmasters. As a matter of fact, I make it a requirement of my, of my students to join a Toastmasters meeting at least once. Is, that, that is great advice. That is great advice. I'll ask the question on many occasions, Gino, both on this show and in Toastmasters clubs. Does Toastmasters seek us out or do we seek Toastmasters? I think it's a little bit of both, but I found that generally people are seeking they're looking to remove the fear of public speaking, which is a fancy word that Paul might even know. It's called glossophobia. And 75% of the population has this fear. So they come in with this fear of public speaking. They want to practice. So people do come in all the time. I'm a member of South Dade Toastmasters, and we get visitors all the time. So they find us. But once they're there, it's up to us to make them feel comfortable, to make them feel at home to generate this warm, loving, positive environment to keep them coming back. And sometimes you talk to people, it comes out in conversation, you say, hey, why don't you join us at a Toastmasters meeting? I think it would be good for you. Now I've led a lot of horses to water and very few of the horses have drank. And since I cannot discern which ones will drink the water, I lead them all to the water. But now what I do is I make them thirsty first. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. So what has been the greatest benefit to you? The greatest benefit to me has been reinventing myself because I worked for the same general contractor in Miami for 25 years with loyalty, integrity, and honesty. And I was summarily let go after 25 years. I had to reinvent myself. So I found through Toastmasters, I was able to reinvent, reinvent myself as a speaker, an educator, and now an author. Being an author just gives you that legitimacy to become a public speaker. And that's what I want to be. That's what I think I am. Not sure. <laughs> but I, I think I get general good positive vibes and feedback from people when I speak. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. What has been your biggest Toastmasters challenge? Biggest challenge? Yeah, what has been the biggest challenge for you in Toastmasters? Well, uh, to me, I think the biggest challenge has been of late. Before, I had no problem being a member of four clubs, visiting clubs all over South Florida from Boca Raton down to the Keys. I was in Colombia, my native country, where I spoke in Spanish. I spoke in English. It's this Zoom thing. This Zoom thing has gotten, I'm Zoomed out. I don't want to Zoom anymore. I want to go back to live meetings. And we have a plan we lost our venue because of this COVID thing. We now have found a new venue, which is a stone's throw old venue. It is a university. It's a place where I think is, is a, an environment where we can create more distinguished Toastmaster and more members at a university. So we have a plan to go back to live September 10th, but me speaking in this box, you're keeping me in this box and I don't like the box. I like the stage. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Well, and if you could, what would change about Toastmasters? What I would change about Toastmasters? Hmm, that's a tough one. I, I would say 
I'm not a big fan of two things. One is corporations starting clubs and keeping them closed. I'm a favor of open clubs. And the other thing is I don't like when companies pay for the membership of their members. I think people have to have their skin in the game and they have to pay for it because I, I ask people, hey, did you know that Toastmasters is a volunteer organization? They go, yeah. Yeah, and what's funny is people pay to volunteer and then they don't show up. So I, I think that clubs should be open. I think that more universities should have clubs. And I'm of the opinion that, gosh, with 7.4 billion people in the world and there's only 360,000 Toastmasters, I don't understand why that number is not 1 million. And I don't understand yeah. why 1% of those can't be distinguished Toastmasters. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, if for an international organization dedicated to communication, we keep it, we keep it a secret. We, we, we haven't seen the knack of getting out everybody over. Yeah. What keeps you coming back? What keeps me coming back is the opportunity to teach and mentor. I did a speech today, the top five soft skills to boost your career. It's a level five project in Pathways. It's a keynote style speech. It's something that I developed over the years and I've delivered it to many organizations and universities. And now I delivered it to my crowd, my people, my, my club. And they were so, so receptive to, to this. It's such a great feeling for me to give back. So anytime I can give back, I can teach, I can mentor. That's what keeps me coming back. Gino, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you've completely infused this room with, with your soil and your, your generosity of service and some of those very wise words. So thank, thank you, you, sir. And I look forward to listening back on Saturday at 4 o'clock to your beautiful dulcet tones. Thank you, thank Gino. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate it. Paul, Moira, thank you. With that, we'll bring this segment to a close and we'll invite you to join us again tomorrow when Paul will be, as usual, waxing lyrical. But this time, he's going to be talking about the power of the club. See you tomorrow. Bye for now. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.